0: Hello, and welcome to Hansen Creeps. I'm your host, Asia. And I'm Rose. Any less awkward? It's about the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are having some technical difficulties today, so we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, this is our second time recording. Anyways, let's start with drinks, Asia. Because uh, our drinks this week are especially pathetic. And I think everyone should know exactly how much.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) You're probably right. So um, I'm making an improvised mojito. I got Bacardi. And since I didn't feel like going to the grocery store to pick up seltzer water or soda water and limes, I already have the mint. I just picked up a lime white claw and it is not as good as I was hoping it was going to be. I really don't understand the fad around white claw, but I don't either. I don't like <sighs> seltzer water, first of all. Me either. But in a mojito, it's not bad. Like oh. you're only supposed to use a little bit on the top yeah. like. Uh is that it's the only way I can drink it is if it's mixed with rum? <laughs> Isn't it supposed to be mixed with rum? Oh, you mean the seltzer water. Yeah. Yes. Yes. See,
1: that's what I I was excited about. White Claws, I was like, okay, maybe seltzer water that's alcoholic will be good. It's pretty fucking boring.
0: No, I don't like them. The first time I had a White Claw was at a movie theater. I guess the first and only time until now. And it was pretty underwhelming, and I didn't understand what the hype is about it. I don't don't understand either. And uh, what did you sweeten it with? Well, you're supposed to use agave, I think, traditionally. Most people use a simple syrup or sugar. I have honey and my honey is pretty much caramelized, so it didn't blend very well. So it's mostly just tastes like Bacardi inside a white claw and it's kinda crappy. <laughs> <laughs> is the mint help at all? A little bit. But as my ice has melted, it's all watered down. It just doesn't taste great. But it's doing the job.
1: There you go. That's all that that's all that needs to happen.
0: Mm -hmm. how about you
1: all right yeah my drink is uh pretty pathetic we'll do we'll let the the listeners decide which is worse (laughs) i just moved down the street a little bit you could say oh it's so weird saying all this shit again because we've already done i know (laughs) (laughs) so awkward we've made these jokes but no one knows okay anyways (laughs) i moved right so my life is in shambles and boxes and whatever. And I was not prepared for today's episode. Good thing I'm not the like main, I'm not bringing the story today. So that's good. Because yeah, that's it would be, it would be as pathetic as this drink. <clears throat> Anyways, if I have you on the edge of your seats, everybody, my drink today is Bacardi and pre-workout. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> because I was so tired and I was napping before this. So <laughs> that's what we got this week. This is how we're coming at all of you. Sad and pathetic. <laughs> but we're here. We're here. That's what's important. Uh-huh. Alright, and then I believe the next thing we said, the last time we recorded was uh, you said, hey Rose, Well, what's your disturbing thing of the week? And I said, Oh! <laughs>
0: yes that is how it went
1: (laughs) no I believe I said I've seen so many disturbing things since starting this new job in the ER that I didn't even come with anything prepared because I could just pull one off the top of my head Asia you want to hear one you want to hear it again I know you do because you've heard it already and you want to cringe twice
0: yep thanks (laughs) (laughs) all
1: right so in my new ER nurse gig, which is in a ghetto. I'm not kidding. It we is. get a lot of homeless people. Yeah. We get a lot of homeless people. And homeless people tend to come in. One of the one of the chief complaints you see a lot with homeless people is that their feet have wounds on them. Because they t- can't take care of them. Especially if they're diabetic. So right. I have a patient come in with diabetic foot wounds that are just really fucking dirty. Like black with dirt. And the doc comes in to look at him, and he's like, wash these for me. Like, clean these up so I can actually look at them. And I'm like, okay, doctor. So I go, and I get my little sponge with, like, the soap infused into it, and I get it in some water, and I start sponging down his feet. And as more and more water mixes with with the stuff on his feet, the smell releases into the air and down into the hallway and all my coworkers are like, poor Rosemary. <laughs> but I'm washing his feet, I'm washing his feet, washing all this like black shit off of him. And some of the black shit's coming off, some of it isn't because it's his actual skin. And it's actually not so bad. He doesn't have that many wounds. Except I get to his big toe on one of his feet and one of the nail beds starts coming up. Like, if I had like pulled at it it would have just come out
0: Uh, so i'm like
1: "Mm, uh, yummy uh, (laughs) uh. (laughs) i actually disturbed asia (laughs) now we know
0: i've lost my big toenail before and it's just talking about it i'm just like
1: oh yeah so you know that it's like black his toenail is black it's dead (laughs) necrotic yeah So I tell the dog, he's like, oh, how bad are they? And I'm like, oh, they're not that bad, except his one toe is pretty bad.
0: So that's my disturbing thing of the week, Asia. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, mine was not from not being able to take care of my feet. I dropped a metal trash can on it. (sighs) Surprised it didn't break my toe, but I did lose my toenail. Fuck. Yeah. Like, wait, this week, though? No. No. Oh. This was
1: about nine years ago roughly right Right. that shit's gross
0: yeah not fun not fun I mean I'm
1: not personally
0: that grossed out (laughs) I don't know what it is but things with nails like that torture method where you put rods up people's fingernails that gets me yeah that's a little fucked something with fingernails and toenails I just yeah it'll get me every time there's not a lot of things that will make me squirm when it comes to body related things but Unless there's <laughs> bugs in your skin or something in your nail or causing your nail to come off. That's what makes me sure.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be sure to start collecting these stories for oh you and this podcast. <laughs> 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 I would say my thing is uh, parasites. I'm not grossed out by a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but parasites or, yeah, like bugs kind of count for that. Like yeah. maggots in wounds? No, mm-hmm. get nope. another nurse. It's not me.
0: For me, if it's if you're live, that's a problem. Like I wouldn't mind the idea of forensic entomology, where the body's dead and you're gauging how old of a no. corpse it is based no, cause on. because they're the... like
1: on like ugh, the bugs are like all piled up and slithering over each other. Like fuck that shit. No. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying.
0: (laughs) My mom once brought home a bag of ladybugs for the garden. And I don't know if you've seen a bag of ladybugs before. A bag of any bugs just crawling over each other. Because we used to get crickets. Yeah, it was kind of gross. And I felt bad for the ladybugs because they didn't have a lot of room to move over each other. They were packed in that little bag. They could breathe, but they couldn't move. Do they (laughs) breathe? Ladybug lungs. Is that a thing? (laughs) I don't. I feel like you can suff- I've suffocated spiders by accident, so I'm sure there's some sort of they need air. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. But, uh, what was your disturbing thing? I've debated a bunch, uh, about a couple. And my case actually kind of spooked me. I guess not case. Yeah. I was a bit spooked. Most of the time when I see pictures that people take at haunted hotels and stuff, it's like, oh, cool, there's an orb. Oh, that's not actually anything to worry about. No, there was four or five distinct photos where I could tell they actually got a picture of something. And the way that energy came through the screen when I was doing it late in the evening, I was just like, (laughs) yeah, cool. It yes. got me. <laughs> For all the
1: listeners who know us and who don't know us, Asia's rarely disturbed, right? Asia straight up is like texting me pictures and she's like getting all sleuthy about it. Like, oh my god, there's this picture and I'm looking at it and I was like, Oh, I thought I could see some feet, so I like increase the exposure. Like you put it in like some I editing did. app or some shit, you increase the exposure and you see there's like a whole ass person standing in the yep. hallway. I was tickled. Asia had to literally stop studying her her episode this week because she got so disturbed. Yeah,
0: it got me. I hate to admit it, but it got me. I was like, oh, shit. Yes,
1: this is going to be a tasty one.
0: (laughs) Yes. Also, that picture is on the Instagram. I did the comparison, the original, and then the photo edited one where I brought up the exposure and all that. So that was the precursor to the follow-up photos that'll come along. But Hell yeah. I guess we'll just get into it then, so y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes, I'm so excited. This pre-workout got me amped. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> you gotta do, like, some squats or something. Gotta <laughs> use up some of that energy. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right. So, this hotel, it popped up in nearly any every one of one of my searches boy i can't talk it's called the crescent hotel and it is
1: located in arkansas right
0: yes yes i was was just about to finish my sentence it is located (laughs) in eureka springs arkansas (laughs) bro can't do me like this oh my god do some squats (laughs) do some squats do some push-ups i don't know all right all right (laughs) So we're just going to dive into a brief history of Eureka Springs and how this hotel came to be. It's kind Mm. of a fun story. So Eureka Springs was founded on July 4th, 1879 and got its name from the local Native Americans who referred to the area as the Healing Springs. Okay, I just want to pause.
1: If anyone hears Richard yelling in the background, I have spoken to him. Yeah, and he told me he would be quiet, but he forgot. So I apologize.
0: Also, July Fourth. Yes. (laughs) I say, why don't you take a quick break and go yell at him, (laughs) (laughs) or send him a passive-aggressive text? Ooh, I think I'll I'll go for that one. (laughs) Ditcherd, you can tell him it's from me. I don't care. (laughs) So. Yeah, as I said, the Native Americans referred to this area as the Healing Springs. It was later discovered by some middle-aged white guy, and of course he lays claim to it. His name is Dr. Jackson. He found it in 1856, and when he found it, he decided to start bottling the water and selling it as Dr. Jackson's eye water to people from... Eye water? Yes. So apparently there was something going on with his son's eyes don't really know much about it but after visiting this spring and water got in this kid's eyes his eyes magically got better so yeah okay so yes he started selling it and uh dr jackson returned back to the area in 1879 and brought a friend of his they were hunting and he was also a judge. But that man had a crippling disease and it was cured with the healing waters. It just makes me wonder how much like you know bathing helps, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. I just wanna say don't fucking put spring water into your eyes. If anyone yes. needs to like hear that, just don't do that. That's how you get parasites, parasites. in your in your
0: eyeballs. Okay. Yes, yep. along with drinking it. Just don't. Yeah, just, just don't. Just don't. It's, <laughs> it, just don't. It's not a good idea. Yeah. But all in all, there's around 60-ish springs in the area. And the one that Dr. Jackson started bottling from was named the Basin Spring. Hmm. So, once word spread that this area had healing water people started flooding the new town, new uh, became a town. They started settling it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what they probably thought? They probably thought it was a fountain of youth. Probably. Especially
1: at the time, the late 1800s. Yes. This is like the late 1800s. This is where we've hit a lot of our history. Like it just is always the late 1800s. And I feel like it's right before we peak as a civilization, you know, like, this is right mm-hmm. before we f- start actually figuring shit out. So everything's yep. a little bit weird because we're right there. Mm-hmm. But we're not quite there.
0: <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, the town grew quickly, but it started off with just people popping up, like, shanties. So poorly built home shack things just to lay claim to the area. And... The well-off settlers picked the best land running right by the springs, and the people who were not so well-off were pushed up into the hills. The hill people. Right? This area, it's kind of like a basin. Like You've got... I know. Basin, springs, (laughs) it makes sense. So... The water running through the middle of town. It's the high class area. And then everyone else has to come down half a mountain to basically go get water. Okay. Yeah. That sounds. Yeah. Uh huh. So by 1881, over 10,000 individuals were living in that island. Island. Sorry. In this land. <laughs> I'm speaking faster than I'm reading. It's <laughs> making for an interesting episode. It's the Bacardi, bro. <laughs> totally is uh where was i okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> so now that so many people have become to move this area investors started being intrigued by the possibilities that eureka springs had to offer engineering was apparently the biggest opportunity in, i don't know why but in 1882 eureka springs improvement company was established Hmm. This specific company was a major foundation to the growth and expansion of the area and the town, and the two main points of significance that they played a part in were in civil engineering and the railroad. Right. Going well so
1: far? I always thought of civil, civil engineering as like, like if engineers, if you took a group of engineers, mm-hmm. civil engineers would be like the the like geeky losers of the engineering crowd you know because engineers are already (laughs) geeky losers but like if you put them all together and made a little social experiment civil engineers would be like they're the geeky losers they're like they're not they're like the dumb geeks you know
0: (laughs) you are so offensive right now the amount of people that are gonna be like all right i'm done come on She just called me a geeky loser civil
1: engineers they're like Oh, I can build a road. What do you guys do? And the other ones, like, you probably, like, the jocks are probably, like, the aerospace engineers (laughs) that are like, bro, my, my, my spaceships literally shit on your roads.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That is such a weird perspective. I love it. But so many people are going to hate you for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, they can at me. I don't even care. (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my cheeks hurt.
1: (laughs) Also, this new job I have, I got some thick-ass skin. It's just going to get thicker, so...
0: All right, send your shit her way and let her laugh. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Well, the civil engineering becomes somewhat important. I'll get to it in a minute. Mm -hmm. But... Eureka Springs, at this point in time, 1882, was booming and doing great. Well, within the first 10 years, four fires had broken out. What oh, shit. And this Always is where this... the fires? Yes. And this is where civil engineering really mattered. They started Whoa. building the city with better infrastructure. You know, buildings not right next to each other. The Crescent Hotel was built with limestone. What's streets? that got to
1: do with anything? is it like extra non-flammable or something or
0: it's not wood
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> right like we learned in that uh seattle episode Yep. if it's not
0: wood it don't burn <laughs> <laughs> yep. they also built streets and street lights and eventually they had sewage but yeah <laughs> it so-
1: helped prevent further fires
0: all right. So, I guess the civil engineers are—they're
1: uh, kind of important.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so the Eureka Springs Improvement Company was influential, influential in all this improvement, and it played a part in establishing a water company, which led to sewers being a thing. There you like go. I said. So all that infrastructure change happened within two years. Fuck. Okay. Yes, and uh, many of those additions that they put in are still around and functioning as of today. Over a hundred years later. Dope. Cool. So, I feel bad for this area because they just keep getting hit with things over and over. The next downfall for this little oasis was the development of modern medicine. Why? Because now, now that science was beginning to gain traction and recognition, and medical fields and stuff, healing springs of water were becoming pretty obsolete. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Oh,
1: you mean their main tourist attraction is actually a farce?
0: Wow. The whole reason everybody moved there? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's sad, but I don't feel too bad for them.
0: (laughs) Yep, so... Because of that, Eureka Springs went from being a high demand area for health and wealth to becoming just a tourist stop in the 1920s. Dang, so with... it didn't take long. No, not at all. So, following that, third wave of misfortune. The Great Depression took over the country, and that town got hit pretty hard with it. Yeah, because so... they
1: don't have any like what are they what are they doing? What are they what are they
0: contributing? Uh-huh. So when this happened, any building that was still being made with wood was taken down to repurpose the lumber. (laughs) Yep. The only buildings left standing were the ones built of stone, brick, or limestone. And those are the ones that are still around today. But every other building that had wood wood structure, wood walls, wood roof, it was all taken down and repurposed as lumber.
1: So like, what type of area is this in? Is it not like a wooded area? Why are they chopping down houses for lumber and not trees? Let's pull up an image. Like if they're that desperate for money during the Great Depression. It looks
0: like there's quite a lot of greenery. Huh. Like a lot. So, yeah, I don't know. Not really sure the answer to that question. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so they're destroying their own town to survive. Yep, pretty much. All right. Now, moving on. The creation of our spooky location, the Crescent oh, yeah. Hotel. An Arkansas governor, I almost said that as Arkansas, reading sucks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> An Arkansas governor, who is also a U.S. senator, named Clayton Powell was in the railroading business and this guy had a lot of hats. Railroading, what? governor, oh. and
1: senator? Oh, like he wore a lot of hats. I thought he just owned hats the way you said
0: that. I'm sure in 1884 he did.
1: I'm yeah, sure he used had to plenty. They're, they're like a fashionable
0: statement back then. Yes. That's Quite. not real.
1: That's not real history.
0: That's just like my brain. <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure. And for someone who's a governor and a senator and a businessman of the railroad, he probably looked dapper as fuck. Mm Mm-hmm. So, after all these financial crises, in order to bring in enough money to profit off the magical boomtown, because we're going back to 1984, he realized that there were some things missing. Like, attractions. 1984 now? Yeah, we're going back. I was giving you a brief history of Eureka Springs up to 1920. You mean 1884. Yes. Did (laughs) I say 19? (laughs) This episode. Oh my god. I hope you guys are laughing your asses off. Because we're not re-recording this again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're 23 minutes in. It's not happening.
0: Nope. You get what you came for. (laughs) So So he partnered up. um, Powell partnered up. Part (laughs) of (laughs) him. bro are you having a
1: stroke yes (laughs) oh my god i'm gonna drink some rum so partner fuck powell partnered up with some i
0: was just trying not to choke (laughs) yeah that didn't help Um, Yeah, he partnered up with a friend of his named Richard Kearns and they began building the railroad. And in 1984 1884 1884 I can't I can't. I'm done. I'm done. Take a deep breath, buddy. In 1884 they picked a piece of land up on the mountainside and created the grand hotel that would forever overlook the town. Okay, and this is our haunted place. Yes, ma'am. So, they commissioned masons and artisans to cut and carve 18-inch thick blocks of limestone for this hotel. And for a long time, the sole purpose of the train that they made was to hollow these giant bricks to Eureka Springs. Bro, that dude... He is
1: fucking rich. He literally mm-hmm. made a train and a railroad just to serve as his own building development thing. Yep. Does it do shit after that? Like did they is it yeah. still a train that trains things to other places?
0: Trains things. <laughs> as of today I have no idea, but at the time after the hotel was built, yeah, it was still running. Okay. Train things. <laughs> <laughs> So, after two years of construction, the Crescent Hotel was completed, and the mountain gave it its name. So, the mountain it's on is, like, Crescent Mountain or something, I don't know. Okay. In 1886, this extravagant hotel was opened, and a gala was held in the Crystal Dining Room. Yo, if there's one thing I kinda
1: low-key am jealous about, living back in the day, like, in the 1800s, Shit like gala's and like ballroom dancing.
0: Yes. Like dressing
1: they... up like a princess just to fucking hang out and dance around.
0: Dance, drink? Be irresponsible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. More if you I was... didn't show, you were frowned upon by society.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like all the like social drama that's going on, like Yep. yep. Now it's just exactly. nightclubs and
0: that gets dramatic, I guess. Yeah, but not in nearly as fun of a way. Yeah. Not nearly as fun. So, picture of the time, there was wine, delicate hors d'oeuvres, exorbitantly decorated attendees, dancing to a live orchestra. <laughs> 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 oh no, don't stop. <laughs> so that was the only entrance I had, so I just wanted to have fun with it. <laughs> So a few important people at the party included high-up government officials, military generals, officers, and other military-based personnel. But it was quite the event to attend, for sure. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Being a highly-demanded tourist spot, the hotel ran for many years, servicing all kinds of elite guests during travel seasons. In... About 1905, business started slowing down, and they decided they needed another way to use the hotel for income when tourism dropped for the next few months.
1: And is this the same time as the Great Depression? I know
0: I should know this, but I don't. Roughly the 20s. Oh, so yeah, okay. we've got a little over a decade before that happens. Okay. Um, in 1908, the hotel was used for women's dormitories. So it kind of transitioned, because all the rich people had only been coming for summer staycations, and then they'd leave and go home for the winter. Yeah. Which, to me, just sounds backwards. But, uh, yeah, so they started making this hotel into women's dormitories, and named it the Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women, which is pretty progressive, being the fact that it is 1908, so is it just dormitories, or do they have, like, classes and shit? From the looks of it, they turned it into a school as well.
1: Okay, all right.
0: Briefly. So, bit of a mouthful, the Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women. Yeah. Kind of a lot. That'd be a very <laughs> big sign, but okay. yeah. <laughs> the college held 88 students, and... Also very progressive for this time, women from thirty nine different states focusing on science, language, history, and math. So it's a STEM college even. Mm-hmm. Damn. The women were required to wear a uniform and to limit their contact with the outside world and only focus on their studies. Because apparently we can't multitask. Dang. But I mean yeah, at- they were like, we're progressive, but also
1: women's minds are so small and simple. They can only focus on one thing at once.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's why it started with only four subjects. Oh, geez. So as the college grew more popular, the curriculum added some new areas like arts, music, business, hiking, horseback riding, and tennis.
1: I'm glad they didn't add like homemaking and what is that?
0: Homeac? It would be home like, ec now, but it would have probably been more like wife skills or something. <laughs> I got an A in wife skills. Right. But, I mean, in a patriarchal society, because how progressive this was, the school lost funding. Oh, my God. Yep. So, because the school lost funding and there was a lack of interest in backing from the people, because how dare women be given the chance to learn anything but housewife? Yeah. The women's college closed and reopened as a Crescent Junior College. So they just made it co-ed or just I think for so. dudes. It didn't clarify. Okay. So, I don't know. Sounds like somewhere you could just go get your undergrad. But. Mm. And that lasted a little while considering the obstacles it had hit before. But sadly, when the Great Depression hit in the roughly 1920s, the hotel, now dormitory, had to close in 1934. It was still partially run, though. So over the summers, it was open as a rest stop for train goers. But outside of travel season, it was otherwise unused. Okay. All right. You ready for our next main character? Yes. All right. Norman Baker. Norman Baker. Not Norman Bates? No. And that's why I I reread his name so many times. I'm like, there's no way. Oh, it's not the same person. Norman Baker. Not Bates. And no, he doesn't bake. Uh, But I kind of wanted to go into some of this guy's history because to me, it's funny as shit. So to start, Norman was the youngest of 10 children born to John and Francis Baker in Iowa. hmm. So we're changing states briefly. Um, his father was a very accomplished inventor and he created over 126 inventions shit yeah and this inspired norman to follow in his footsteps norman did actually make his own invention later in life and it's called a calliophone i think it's basically a musical instrument instrument resembling an organ, but much smaller and mobile. Oh, that sounds dope. Yeah. It worked really well in circuses and traveling troops. And because of this, Norman actually joined and created a traveling show. <laughs> <laughs> so he started his adult adulthood in vaudeville performing and played the part of the mind reader in... Which I... we
1: just covered. Mm-hmm. He because you know the last episodes, I did the mirror scrying and I talked about um, the freaking the mentalists mm-hmm. that became really popular,
0: the like stage magicians. Yep. So he did that for a little while, and in 1924, Norman Baker decided radio would be his masterpiece. What? Being on the radio. He's got some ADD, doesn't he? Yes. Definitely. By 1925, his radio show was up and running. It was called Know the Naked Truth, otherwise known as KTNT. This is when he became possibly the most influential conspiracy theorist, if there was a word for that at the time. (laughs) Yes. This guy sounds like a badass. It's pretty funny for a little while but he used his radio platform and magazine connections to start poking the bear. The beginning of this newfound passion was in what causes cancer. Oh, God. Oh, Mm -hmm. God. Uh Uh-huh. His first few topics in relation to what causes cancer. uh, Mandated cattle TB testing, tuberculosis. Fluoridation of the water. Vaccinations. Oh, God. Fluoridation. Vaccinations. And aluminum cookware. Okay, he's so not So nothing's really changed. It has Nothing been almost has 100 years.
1: For everyone listening who is worried about fluoridated water, this shit is fucking old. Okay? You guys are about as intelligent as Norman Baker. Sorry.
0: <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people probably siding with Norman Baker on these things. I mean, vaccinations, oh. aluminum cookware.
1: Oh. I've heard that from
0: multiple people so i'm cringing inwardly this is when shit just goes haywire and i fucking (laughs) love it this is why i had to cover it this episode is technically about a hotel but norman baker (laughs) i couldn't not this shit is gold so after all this research he had done about cancers he decided to begin his calling as a doctor no (laughs) no (laughs) but he never went and got his medical degree he just started calling himself a doctor is that not illegal at this time apparently where he's at it's like some he could be considered a holistic practitioner i don't Uh, i don't quite know but this this shit's bananas
1: norman baker is giving me cancer right now (laughs) are you ready for the next sentence Ugh, let me take a swig. <laughs>
0: Alright, I'm ready. Yeah, doing these notes, I was entranced for a good almost two hours reading up on this dude. Um, He found a cure for cancer. Was it the fucking waters? No. <laughs> okay, well, no. That, what is I'll, it? I'll tell you in just a second. Five years after starting his radio show, so roughly 1930... Baker founded the Baker Institute, a clinic for curing cancer. Uh. He would cure cancer by inje- by an injection of quote a mix of common substances, including corn silk, watermelon seeds, clover, water, and carbolic acid. What the fuck? Uh huh. Huh. I'm sorry. Hundreds. What do you do?
1: What do you do with... Okay, I'm stuck on watermelon seeds and corn silk. Is he talking about that shit that comes off of a corn cob?
0: That's That's what corn I'm thinking. silk?
1: I think so. And watermelon seeds. So is he mashing seeds. this shit up? Like, because if you're injecting something... Like, okay, if you're injecting something, it cannot be that viscous. That sounds viscous as fuck. Like, you're going to... First of all, you're going to damage some veins... Some skin, if you try to inject it like Sub Q, that's going to give someone a necrotic limb just by its viscosity, okay?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know how he made it. I'm curious if he like boiled the mixture or cooked it. Did it work, Asia?
1: Did he cure the cancer?
0: Yes. <laughs> no, no, he did not. <laughs> no, of course he didn't. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. So, a little bit after that, Baker's, Baker was still doing his radio show on the side. He was just multitasking. He was being a doctor and a radio ADHD. show host. ADHD. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. And licensed doctors started denouncing the credibility of Baker's. Thank God. Yes. And he fought them back. On his show... He started denouncing actual licensed doctors by saying that they are educated fools and cutters, like bloodletting, I assume, and were incapable of helping patients. And that an MD stood for, quotes, more dough.
1: (laughs) Are you sure it wasn't "mo (laughs) Dough? It's just amazing to me how nothing has changed. Like, because conspiracy theorists... Like, the really quack ones. They think they always have this air of, like, oh, they're figuring the shit out. They're, like, awakened. But guess what? This type of shit has been around forever. I bet you if we went back... More. More. If we went back to fucking Rome, I bet there's some fucking documents about some conspiracy theorist running around in the streets talking about soap gives you cancer some shit like i think at that time it'd be more like look i made soap what the fuck is soap (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah sometimes sometimes it would be like an actual scientist figuring some shit out and everyone else is like you're insane but shit like this has been around like people are not you're not like figuring new shit out you're not trailblazing anything here Yep. Sorry, I'm feeling spicy and fighty today, and I think it's the McCarty.
0: I was gonna say, it might be your workout drink. (laughs) It might be the pre-workout, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Pumped. (laughs) You can't deadlift as much as me, bro. (laughs) Honestly, probably not. All right. so after a short time, the Journal of the American Medical Association published an editorial calling Baker out and accusing him of Quackery. Yes. Quite Literally, quackery. Yes. To me, that just showcases the time. Like, not He's a, quack. He's exactly. a fucking quack. <laughs> yes, in an editorial. Quackery. Got it. So, <laughs> Baker's retort was childish at best. He said the acronym- Yeah, well,
1: MD stands for Mo'
0: so. <laughs> literally, the acronym of AMA was for Amateur Meat Cutters Association. What the fuck? Yep. God. A man who worked for the AMA publicly stated this, quote, Baker has even claimed that the AMA offered him $1 million for his cancer cure with the intent of forcing it from the market so that patients may be compelled to resort to surgery. (sighs) So, Baker, not like being called out, Attacks back and calls him out for being Jewish. So now he's an anti-Semite. Yep. Calls nice. him out for being Jewish and sued AMA for libel and defamation. Defamation. And uh, how did that lawsuit go? I'll tell you in a second, because while all this was going on, Norman Baker ran for governor.
1: <laughs> oh my god, this guy can't quit. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no, he can't. And he only, he only got a few hundred votes. That he did not win. Thank god this shit's just crazy <laughs> all of this mess that has been ensuing and the courts ended up revoking his radio license in 1931 for quote venomous obscene broadcasts against the public interest and yes. he was now this part I got mixed readings on from different articles one said that he was exiled to Mexico for a while damn he really pissing people off But when he came back, he paid a $50 fine and served one day in jail. Couldn't find out how long it was Mexico. Could have been two years. But another article I read said that he was to be arrested for practicing medicine without a license and then fled to Mexico. Oh, I bet you it was that second one. Because, like, he should not have been
1: getting away with trying... Like, was it the last two episodes that I mentioned Jilly Juice? Did I talk about Jilly Juice on this podcast?
0: It sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, Jilly Juice. It's like this woman named Jillian has created this juice, which is literally just cabbage in salt water. And she's selling it exactly how this guy was. You told me in the car. Oh, yeah. So she claims that it cures cancer, that it regrows limbs and shit. She's got whole books on it. And people actually buy her shit while they're suffering from cancer because they think it's going to save them. And they die of cancer. Like, this, sh- it's funny to talk about this type of shit, but actually, like, it ruins people's lives. And he should not have been able to do that for that long, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no shit. So while he was hiding out in Mexico, he started a new radio show. And they went into some technical jargon about radio waves and all that shit he, whatever he did he got it boosted so that it was going throughout the whole u.s as well so while he was in mexico all the u.s could tune into that frequency and hear his radios fuck it's just like normal yeah pretty intense for the time yeah so baker's new radio station was very similar to his last one but more free-formed than before because he wasn't being regulated because he's in fucking mexico His main objective was to promote his famous cancer cure, and he did this at a hospital in Nuevo Laredo, near Rio Grande. So this again drew the attention of the AMA and local doctors in Mexico. But the radio show itself was, quote, an eclectic mix of decidedly low-brow entertainment, while most of this was (laughs) music and the hillbilly style, a Baker tirade was usually included.
1: <laughs> I totally forgot he's from fucking Arkansas, so this whole time
0: he's, he's been a hit. He's from Iowa. He's from oh, he's Iowa. From- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. oh. Baker's main targets for his rants were numerous, and it included anti Semitic and anti Catholic rants. He was also said to broadcast live while having sex with his mistresses. What? Okay, he's just really actually insane.
1: I know! He was a little just... eclectic before, but he's actually insane.
0: Yes, and I could have gone on for hours on this guy, but we're going to bring it back to our story, and <laughs> oh my his God. connection to Crescent Hotel. So in 1937, he made his way back from Mexico at some point to Eureka Springs and realized the town was in need of saving. Oh, my Jesus. This town had previously been an oasis for the rich, wealthy, and high-society tourists. But with the Great Depression, nearly everyone of that status left, and the area was in pretty poor health. And they're like, he shows up, and they're like, no,
1: we don't need you. Please leave.
0: (laughs) Oh, they should have. So, Baker turned to the Crescent Hotel. It had been inoperable for a long time so he decided let's turn it into a hospital oh no baker you have no credibility you cannot do that the name of the hospital is baker's cancer curing hospital oh <laughs> you want to know the this next part is like <laughs> the worst so he treated thousands of occupants oh my god. Who were just desperate for medical treatment and curing of various illnesses outside of just cancer. But they all wanted his concoction of weirdness. This is why medicine
1: and hospital shit, healthcare is so highly regulated. I bet you this guy, like, started the snowball of regulations. Okay, I just want to, like, say one thing. Go ahead. One of the one. regulatory agencies that comes into hospitals and healthcare centers every year, they like they come in, we have to be on our A game. We have to cross all our T's, dot all our I's, whatever. I'll give you an example of one of the things that we'll get cited for. Tape on the wall. If there is tape on the wall, the hospital gets cited. That's how like intense regulations Are in healthcare. And I bet you this guy. Like was part of that history. He was the reason. he just built a hospital. And he's inviting all these people in. Injecting them with random ass shit. Probably killing half of them at least. And you're talking about people who are desperate. Like probably most of them. Don't Mm -hmm. have an education.
0: They want to survive their cancer. Like it's. This is fucked. He brought in so much income that the hospital made easily f- 500000 a year. And for the 1930s, that is fucking bank. I did not do the math calculation for it. Fuck. But like you brought up, not surprisingly, many of his patients died under his care. I mean, Jesus. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's injecting them with
1: fucking watermelon seeds. Yes.
0: So... This part, I wasn't quite sure where to put it in, because with the, all the different articles, the timeline's really muddied. So, when you asked me about if they, who won that sue? That um, suit? That lawsuit? Yeah. Um, there was another one that happened with RKO Radio Pictures, and he sued them for libel for calling him a quack. Baker did receive some convictions on mail fraud and other minor issues, and from what I read, there were investigators trying to pin him down with something, just like anything, because he's just fucking crazy. Killing people? Yeah. Yeah. Mail fraud ended up being the ticket to get him arrested. But, you know, not all the manslaughter and unlicensed practicing. Yeah. So, in 1940, he was arrested for fraud, and had a friend help him run the hotel hospital while he was imprisoned. And then after that, the hotel started changing hands a lot. That was basically everything I had on Baker. But his life was eventful, and <laughs> um, I just had to bring it up. So No, I'm glad you did. Now for what everyone came here for, the hauntings. Because you know
1: why he ties in so well? He's probably the creation of all of these ghosts you're about to bring up. I bet you half of them were injected with watermelon seeds and they're back to haunt people
0: about it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) There is rumor that there is a portal within the hotel. This portal to the other side is located right above the morgue of what was the hospital. Oh, fuck. Norman Baker killed a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. As this hotel is positioned on a mountainside, their bodies go to the morgue before they go down. Like, they're just sitting there, waiting. (laughs) Now, the rest rest of this is from, or a good section of it, is from a specific article. It was an interview, and it's posted on the hotel's blog. There was just enough in it that I didn't want to edit everything out. Mm -hmm. Like, with just the difference in the quotes and convers- I didn't want to spend three hours trying to sort out how to organize a conversation. So. Yeah. This is all in quotes. But for background, the main guy speaking, his name is Jack Moyer, and he was the hotel manager for 18 years. And Keith Scales is a tour guide for the hotel. Okay. So. to pick a voice. <laughs> Keith came to me to share a concern about a phenomenon that had been recurring on his nightly tours. That phenomenon included multiple guests who had grown faint, with a few passing out briefly at the same tour stop with no reasonable explanation. <laughs> then, Scales described the location, and it was the area that had been identified as a portal more than a decade ago by Heath. I forgot who Heath is. Scales then took me to the place and pinpointed the portal phenomenon as happening (laughs) just outside the hole's annex entrance, exactly where the portal had been identified years ago. It's very repetitive. (laughs) This phenomenon has guests suddenly turning pale, falling against and sliding down the wall in a faint. Although the loss of consciousness doesn't last very long, And complete recovery is immediate. It tends to further substantiate the hotel's legendary supernatural connection to the paranormal. (laughs) I love this voice. (laughs) I'm trying not to lose it. (laughs) What made that moment most chilling was when Keith and I realized that this portal was directly above the morgue, located on the bottom level of the hotel. That legend continues to grow as yet another phenomenon is recognized, one that occurs with uncanny frequency about every couple weeks or so. (laughs) I'm having fun. What makes it legendary is that it seems to rise up in a vertical plane from the notorious Norman Baker's morgue. This is really, really repetitive, and I'm sorry. I should have read through this a little thing. <laughs>
1: no, it's fine. Every time you say phenomenon, I feel
0: better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <clears throat> Scales was quick to point out that the Crescent Hotel is super cautious about accepting events as supernatural. He stated that 95% of reported paranormal phenomena can be explained by normal means, but there is always residue, maybe 5% of experiences that defy explanation. <laughs> we don't know why some of the people have a tendency to faint at this particular place, we only know that they do it at the place where the activity of various kinds has been reported over decades. But where, where, where? where? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What was that? I try to figure out how to say these two words together. <clears throat> Whether there are portals to no other realities here at ni- the eighteen eighty six Crescent Hotel or not, no one can say, confirm, nor deny. It's all part of the mysterious, unexplained happenings of America's most haunted hotel. Oh, shit, I didn't realize it was the most
1: haunted hotel.
0: My thought is most places that are a haunted hotel are going to say it's America's most haunted (laughs) hotel. (laughs) Just to bring in the tourism. The
1: vibe is elevated just because you were so
0: freaked out. Yeah. There's a lot of different ghosts there. A lot. (laughs) A lot. Um, The Crescent Hotel does offer ghost tours, and I wanted to look up some more, um, like, customer reviews of things people had seen, but I didn't have the time. So Mm. I apologize. I kind of wish I did. But I did find a summary of some of them. Kind of just all meshed into one. Yeah, A lot of the guides, obviously, they experience countless paranormal activity, but one of the guides revealed that she had met a couple that was staying on the first floor near the governor's suite. The couple subsequently told the guide that on their second night in the building, they had slept with just a sheet covering the two of them as it was hot. The husband awoke in a deep sweat, realizing that someone or something had tucked them in with a comforter. Ugh. They went to bed with just a sheet. Woke up to a comforter, comforter on top of them, and they were, like, tucked in. Like, <laughs> Aww, on the side. probably,
1: like, some grandma like or some, like, housewife. Housekeeper. Like, Honey, you can't be sleeping with just a sheet on. You'll catch a cold. Like <laughs> Puts a whole yeah. comforter
0: on them. Exactly. <laughs> I assume there's been... I've heard of a few different uh, ghost stories where that's what they'll do that they'll like pick up after you and tuck you into bed at night Aww. <laughs> like how did this happen but apparently that same night they had been tucked in three more occasions that same night so like yeah. they wake up they're in a comforter they take it off they go back to bed wake up and the comforter is back on and they're tucked in again and it happened three times that night yeah at least it's nice
1: it's (laughs) gotta snow
0: just wear the blanket (laughs) (laughs) there was another couple that were staying in room 221 they left the elevator for the second floor and encountered a man wearing an all black Victorian style outfit with a smile he asked the guests as to whether or not they required help finding their guest room believing the person to be an employee they agreed That man in the Victorian clothing led them to their room, 221, unlocked the door and pushed it open. As the couple entered, the man stayed outside the door smiling, tilted his head from side to side. Ew, 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 ew. Oh, I just got some goosebumps on my shoulders. One of the two realized that they had not tipped the man, and when they spun around to give him the cash, he had just disappeared. Just ew.
1: Why are you trying to tip someone that's smiling and, like, moving their head like that?
0: Also, later in the day, they left their room and tried to come back and re-enter it, but the door wouldn't budge. Like, at all. Ugh. So, to finish that specific encounter the couple went down to the front desk where they asked what was wrong with their key and the staff member was like, oh, I'm sorry, somehow you got the key for room 321. The two described a man who had originally let them in to 221 and the staff member was just like, uh... We don't have a staff person that looks like that. Uh... At least, not alive and anymore. We might have about 100 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. But there are sightings of patients, nurses, and a cat who was buried in the back. I found... (gasps) I just... I was looking at reviews to see
1: if I could find one. I did see one that said, like, oh, the cat that they have running around was kind of cranky and bit my daughter. Ghost cat. (laughs) I wonder if it's a
0: real cat. Ghost cat. Ew. Ew. So, I found an article on the hotel's website with its claim to fame. An illusion, illusionist and a medium duo came to visit the hotel, Sean Paul and Juliana Fay. They decided to hold a seance in the building and see who they could meet. And this seance started with a bunch of medical jars left at the hotel while it was still a hospital. These jars contained bits of flesh, and they were too decomposed to identify what part of the body it was from like if it was an organ or a hand or just skin they yeah. just knew it belonged to a person but they found it and they used them as ways to connect to things there and that's all i could find because um they do this for pay and it's as a way to kind of promote the hotel they do the shows around halloween I couldn't find like if they're realistic or not. It was just kind of on these reviews. They're talking about some of the
1: guides will actually pull out EMF meters. Yeah, I want to do that. (laughs) I think that's so they're really selling it. They're really selling the ghost activity stuff. Yeah, they are. But tell us about the pictures, Asia. Were these just pictures uh, that you found from like reviews that people had posted
0: themselves? I found them on America's Most Haunted Hotel dot com forward slash photos. Damn, they got that URL? Yes. So <laughs> if you want to go to my document in the drive, it's episode 12, Crescent Hotel. Mm, mm, mm. At the very bottom of it, I have links highlighted in green. Okay, so you want me to look
1: and kind of like. Explain I want you to these? react. Yes. Dope, dope, dope. Uh oh God the password Asia oh, shit. <laughs> the pressure I remember
0: ah do, 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 <laughs> no stop <laughs> I
1: hate being timed like this Okay episode twelve yes pictures
0: all the way at the bottom There's a bunch of links and they're highlighted yeah. in green Fuck yeah I'm all about this Okay okay I'm getting there oh, Okay yeah So the first one kind of by itself in this area that one's just a general link the ones I have listed below it are the individual photos that stuck out to me personally oh yeah okay so I'll do those because I clicked that first one good I will separate them a little bit
1: ew Um, okay this first one already the chick in the hallway kind of gross yeah so there's two pictures Uh next to each other The first on the left is of the long hallway and there's like an arrow pointing to the end. You can't tell what the fuck it is. But then it zooms in to the back of that hallway and it's a fucking woman in a white dress. She looks older
0: and she's holding her stomach. Or she's holding something. It kind of looks like she's she's holding holding something something. in her hand. My thought would be a nurse. Yeah, she could be a nurse. Ugh. Uh Okay, gross. And whoever took the photo said there was no one in the hallway at all. Oh, this one's creepy too. Alright. This next
1: one is a picture of a dude drinking a beer. Like it's the picture's of him, but in the background there's like a window behind him and there is a full yeah. on silhouette just yeah.
0: standing there. That one I can't look at too long. It it gives me feels, that's for I'm sure. Feeling
1: some feels, some vibes out of that yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. Alright, this one just looks like a cat. Picture of a cat.
0: I don't get it. That would be the dead cat who's buried oh, okay. in the back. So it's just, a, it looks like the average tabby cat. Most of you have seen an orange yeah, tabby cat he has cat a before. little, he's got a picture
1: painted of him. That's
0: adorable. Yep. He must have been a lovely cat. Yeah, so that one was just included to have a visual for him versus being Okay, haunted. this next
1: one's like a locker.
0: But, okay, the this hand. one... This hand. Do one, you though, see it?
1: I'm gonna call... Okay, I'm learning about photography from Richard a little bit. Mm -hmm. This looks like someone um, set the shutter speed to be really long. And someone waved a hand in front of it. So it captured their hand. But it looks like like a disembodied hand.
0: Yes, it looks like a straight up hand. And that's why I didn't... Go ahead. You can kind of tell
1: that it's a shutter thing because it's so overexposed. Because the shutter speed was so long like maybe mm-hmm. a couple seconds that it captured too much light so it's overexposed. So I'm not I'm I'm not saying that one is got debunked. It. There, was,
0: there was a lot of shaky photos like that. Yeah. But that was the one where I'm like, is that really a hand? Hmm. Yeah,
1: it is creepy though. This next one is a picture of people in a hallway with a mirror behind them always ominous and there's like a
0: there's a person in the mirror on the left side who is not actually yeah, there
1: just like peeking out like mm-hmm. it looks like she's peeking out of a room or something yep gross that one's gross mm-hmm. next we got that's not helpful to me what the fuck is that it's the cat oh photo taken during ghost it's the tour. same mirror. face in lower left corner of mirror always oh, just peeking out with his little yep. ears
0: it looks like when a cat just pops their head like above a windowsill or something it's just here's a cat but it's a mirror at the end of the hallway there's no cat in front of it yeah it's like the cat is looking out at you through the mirror but there's nothing looking into yeah the like mirror.
1: he's in the mirror world mm-hmm. um your mic cut out when you're talking about the portal did you
0: say that it's a mirror portal no But that mirror has a lot of activity, so I wouldn't be surprised if that portal, if there's a part of the portal that the mirror is connected to, or it's its own. The portal itself is above the morgue. That's all I know. Next one is a window. Next one,
1: yeah. It's a creepy-ass window, first of all. It's, like, black. And it says emergency exit, but I don't think I'd (laughs) use that as an emergency exit. No. No
0: especially because the ghost in it looks like it's holding its hands up like this
1: yeah and it's like black shadowy ghost
0: but with like Like a white face like yeah, it almost looks like a cartoon tuxedo drawing so the arms legs body of it it's all black but it's got a white face and there's like a white patch that goes down midway on the stomach It's interesting. This next one, this next one is the one
1: that you Mm -hmm. did your sleuthing on. Okay, fuck this one. Yeah, in the regular picture, I can't see shit. Like, maybe there's something back
0: in that doorway, but it could just be the corner of the room. I stared at it for so long, and once my eyes adjusted, I'm like, I see what looks kind of like feet and legs. Yeah. So that's when I took the image and I saved it and I uploaded it to a different media and I just started fucking with the exposure color because it's a blue photo. Yeah. So I started fucking with it and I was like, holy shit, there is an entire ass person right there. What the fuck? And that's the one that got me. Yeah.
1: And it says in the caption that that's a body cooler, that the room we're looking into is the body cooler.
0: Mm hmm. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yep damn so all those photos will be on the blog blog instagram sorry yeah but uh that's that's the crescent hotel and i want to visit it fuck yeah that was a good one there's some
1: spicy history going on in there definitely More- one i think would be worth visiting because it's the hotel itself has served so many purposes what did it first open as
0: again it was originally a hotel but it was for like the social elite and then it descended into being a college for women and then just a junior college for everyone and then it wasn't used and then it became a hospital and now it's a hotel again fuck yeah it's been a lot of things yeah there's and a lot of different that energies means. in that in that place
1: yeah, lots of bodies moving through there. Some of them are dying and shit. Lots of energy.
0: Lots dying via injections of corn silk, watermelon seeds, and an acid well, with of some sort. Carbonic and... acid yep. <laughs> or some shit. Yep, carbonic acid, water, and you and know else.
1: injecting carbonic acid's going to make a vengeful spirit.
0: <laughs> injecting anything into your body that is not medically red- regulated is going to fuck you up no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone let me trying just to say, cure cancer.
1: You can't just inject shit. Like, there are different ways of injection. Is he injecting it into a vein, a muscle, the subcutaneous layer? Like, you don't just poke someone with a needle and be like, ooh, I injected it in there. He's
0: not even a doctor, so I'm pretty sure it's, I just injected it in there.
1: Yeah, he just probably injected it into all these random interstitial spaces. Oh, uh-huh. which just goes to show, like, that's very, like, what I just talked about with injections, that's, like, the, that's, like, scraping the tip of the iceberg of how much knowledge you need to have for this type of shit, like. So,
0: excellent On, episode. Thank you. On that, as a tangent, um, just injecting shit randomly into your body. I had heard about this a while ago. And I just found the article on health.com. Yeah. There was a man in Ireland. he had some chronic back pain and decided that he was going to fix it by injecting his own semen into his arm. Why? why, why? What is the logic? Don't know. Guy's 33 years old. Injects his own semen into a vein in his arm once a month for a year and a half. Roughly 18 doses total. I don't know where he got the idea that this would cure his back pain. And it worked! Is that what you were about to say? No. Um, (laughs) What happened to his arm? There's a picture of it. I'll send you the link here. It is swollen and red. And looks like it's going to be very problematic. There you go. (laughs) There's the link to it. (laughs) See,
1: my first thought is like, people don't know shit about stem cells, but they know that you can get stem cells from a fetus, right? So probably in his fucked up brain, he's like, fetus equals semen equals stem cells.
0: Probably. That's
1: the only logic I could try to figure out. And yeah, his... Looking at this picture, his arm's infected. Do you see how they, like, drew lines around it? That's the nurse's drawing, like, basically when someone has an infection like that, you mark its borders to see Mm -hmm. if it's getting worse, if it's spreading, or if it's going down. Down. Because the redness will recede. Yeah. So good job, buddy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The reason he went in is because his most recent injection he accidentally gave himself three doses instead of just one. (laughs) That's a moot point.
1: Don't inject yourself with any semen.
0: (laughs) He also didn't get it drained from his arm. So he just left it like that? Uh Uh-huh.
1: Jesus Christ. He's going to be septic, just saying. Yep. All right.
0: Excellent episode. We were a little all over the place, but in good ways. We made it. We made it through. Didn't have to wait to record because I was in a mood. We're good. (laughs) I was pissed off as shit today, so I'm glad we were able to have fun. Yeah, we pulled it off. (laughs) Well, keep in mind, we need help on Patreon. Rose needs a mic. We would like to be able to do some advertising and actually, you know, pay for a domain for our website so it's not ridiculously long. Any support would be useful. We're also on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And yeah. I forgot everything else.
1: Yeah, some other stuff. Spotify. Yes,
0: yeah, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I think there's yeah. another one that I can't remember. But yes, we are on those three. I assume you know as if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, still fucking with Apple. You know what We're we need to do? Yet.
1: We need to go to Mexico and broadcast our podcast on whatever crazy-ass AM, like, wave length that guy was on. We need to take a bit page out of Norman Baker's book there. Yes.
0: <laughs> that guy
1: was a visionary.
0: I'll be the one in the circus. You can be the weird fake doctor. And we'll both just advertise through Mexican airwaves yes <laughs> deal i like this slice yeah, plan. deal <laughs> all right <laughs> well thanks for listening creeps hope you have a wonderful week fingers crossed we have an episode coming out soon
1: yep it should still be arkansas there's got to be some more spicy stuff around arkansas right there's plenty
0: hell yeah all right <laughs> all right goodbye everybody until next Bye. time